3: listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to
4: anchor.fm to get started today. And uh, I knew you when you were fat. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you, and now you, you, don't, you know, uh, thanks. Oh, things. got it. You were <laughs> hacking and fat.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, that's even more I'm unnecessary. <laughs> Your business failed. <laughs>
4: Hey bro, hey bro. <laughs> hey, hey, yo, I asked uh, I asked my boys, I asked my quick little sidebar. I asked my boys, because I'm I'm I'm
3: in 54321. What's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. We have the man here himself. My man grew out his fro, nice and curly. You look like Jada Pinkett Smith in the early days. I love it. Sexy as hell. Toxic though. <laughs> Toxic. <laughs> so we got to update everybody on your whole life because you had the studio out in Houston, which was popping. It was super fucking dope. Yeah. And it's gone out of nowhere. I saw this post that says no more.
4: Man. Legendary, right? <laughs> <laughs> this will just be dropping bombs on people out of nowhere. No heads up. Just like Man, we closing. it. I'll like, tell you what. I didn't know we we're closing either, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You were surprised, motherfucker. <laughs> you know, I was surprised. You know what? Yeah, yeah I, I learned when y'all learned. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but yo, uh, yeah, man, I, I, uh, I'm back. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm Chris Sosa, by the way. Almost, you gave, you gave me the the fro. The 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 fro took over. Bro. Oh, that's right. My the bad. This is over. this is
3: this is uh Chris Socino.
4: Yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> Cristino Sosino.
4: <laughs> oh, that's a nice one. Uh, I like it, Cristino Sosino. Yeah, I love it. All right, I'll put it. Hey yo, so uh but yeah, man, I was in Houston for 2 years. It went so quick, bro. It's crazy that it was 2. It's kind of insane because of how what pandemic
3: did because yeah. it feels like you left like yesterday and now you're yeah. back here immediately. Yeah, bro. It's
4: wild. I was I was out there. I, I went out there in 2020 my brother convinced me uh to make the move. Uh it it just made sense, you know. I I was still making I can make money from anywhere cuz I, you know, working online, creating content, producing the stuff. Over at all deaf. And, uh, yeah, I was at home. I, I was back home. I'm from Houston. And so I was back home and with the fam, uh, uh, I got nephews, So I was Theo mode, you know, and, uh, uh, this studio, this opportunity just like fell in my lap. You know what I mean? Like this building that said lease on it. And I, I called the number and, uh, uh, the, the numbers and everything. When I, when I found out all the numbers, I was paying, I was paying more for one bedroom out here. Mm, than mm. what that was, you know, over there. So uh, I learned so much about, you know, contractors and build outs and uh, uh, the lumber. Lumber's going up. Oh, lumber's
3: expensive. Yeah,
4: lumber is, yeah, yeah, for sure.
3: Apparently we we don't have trees anymore.
4: (laughs) (laughs) The trees don't exist anymore. Straight up, bro. They they figured it out, bro. They they basically put Supreme on all the trees. (laughs) It's crazy because
3: they're like, oh, we don't have any more beef. Now Mm -hmm. beef prices are going up. I was like, what the fuck does that have to do with trees?
4: It just figured out bro that they just they just made everything one of one
2: mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> you know it's only one tree it's only one and tree. we gotta split it with the whole world <laughs> pick pick choose wisely but uh but yeah man it was just uh we we i i honestly man like it was it was like the dopest experience bro and i, I created some dope uh, uh uh moments and and like i know it impacted a bunch of people man a lot of people who came in to my building it was always like a Everybody was always just kind of like looking at the walls and the lighting. And people a lot of people complimented the lighting of how I set it up and uh it was it was it was a lot of fun, you know. And then it was February. February 1st, I get hit up by Issa Rae. Oh shit. She emails me and uh she's like, "Hey, I was uh casually talking up to about you to my the head of my uh management company, Color Creative, and uh, you know, was talking about how talented you are and and she asked if i could introduce y'all is that cool and i'm like of course yeah why are you asking absolutely yeah yeah he's just really cool about though she's always would ask like hey is it okay if i give you a role in my show i'm like what do you mean of course (laughs) yeah and so um that from from that point yo like uh, the momentum was was uh started rolling and it, and it was shifting like my like my mentality and everything because yo this is this is my my passion my dream to be an entertainer yeah and so like as a business owner i'm 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 not there you know but as a, as an entertainer i'm like answering these emails i'm having meetings with these execs and all these stuff and uh ironically the most momentum i've gotten in my career was what happened when i moved from la Hilarious. when i, I wasn't in, in la yeah. you know what i mean but um but it was also because of the uh traction and attention that I was doing because of what the studio was what what it was bringing you know yeah, yeah. and so um all of that all of that happened for a reason you know and so because of that you know things uh weren't things weren't money wasn't coming in that way as supposed to my focus wasn't there and uh, a lot of uh, it got it got harder like towards the end but it was weird though it was it was it was definitely a um like two sides of it. It was like business isn't going good, but career is going great. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. And so um, it was like, uh, it, man, I got, I got, I got the letter, bro. I got the letter. It was like, hey, like you owe this much, and we need to buy this day. How, how much was rent by at, this time at the spot? How much was rent was at the spot? Oh, oh uh, I was paying like uh, uh, three Gs. Over okay, to, okay, three, three Gs. Yeah. And so, um, and, and mind you, like this is, I, I, I didn't have no investors, no, no loans. This is money out of my pocket, bro. I'm paying, I'm paying. I, there was months where I had like no business coming in. I am just paying the rent, you know what I'm Jesus, saying? man. Yeah, bro. I had no idea. You I mean, you have, you have, you guys have a few restaurants, you know?
3: Oh yeah. That should get rough, man.
4: <laughs> bro. Bro. Yeah, man. This is, this is one of those things, bro, where like I have no business experience. I remember, bro, I was talking to you about that, right? Mm-hmm. I was telling you, I was like, just seeing like how that stuff runs and, you know, and, and like no business plan, bro. I just really just went off of straight my own knowledge and experience. It was wild, bro.
3: I mean, it's hard because like when you open up a business, you kind of, when you are the sole proprietor of that business, Mm -hmm. you are tied to that thing. Mm -hmm. There is no escape unless you create the escape. So you set up management, money flows really well. Yeah, But that's like a long time commitment. So for most people who don't open up businesses, right? Like typically what happens is let's say you're in the restaurant business. Yeah. Most restaurants fail I think it was like I forgot what the statistic was it was like 95 percent or some shit that's cool. how much that's how much restaurants fail in a span of five years mm-hmm. um within those five years at most you'll be lucky if you recoup back your investment yeah and that's if you're lucky within those five years. Some yeah. people happen to be very very fortunate and they recoup it a lot faster um but I think for a lot of us too and I'm trying to get some of my business partners you know involved too in, in this kind of idea of Learning how to create a business where you don't have to always be present. Mm. When you make a business where you're the sole person there, uh, everything is based on you. If if you're not, if you're not about it, you're not in it a hundred percent, that whole shit's going to fail. Yeah. And then finding the right people to kind of take over is also very hard. Like finding good employees or good partners is very, very fucking difficult. Absolutely. Because you'll find out people don't care about the stuff that you care about as much as you do. Right. And then Number one, it pisses you off. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. Uh, two, it creates bad business, yeah. right? And three, it
4: hinders growth. I opened up that studio in the north side of Houston. I'm from, I'm from Humble. You know, I was raised in Humble, Texas. And so it was in that area. Now, a lot of people were saying like, why'd you open it here? You know, and not in Houston, like mm-hmm. downtown or like in the loop that they would say that this is like, this the, is where it's popping. Yeah, it's where it's popping. It's also like the, they have studios there too, music studios or art studios and stuff. It would be but like way smarter to do it there. But I was just so, um, I was so like, uh, um, I don't even know the word. I was just so stern on the idea of like, I want to do it. I wanted my first one to be in my hometown. Mm. You know, I wish I had a place like this when I was growing up and I'm able to do it. So like, I'm happy that I made that decision. I, I, have, no, I have no regrets, bro. I just, I, I, again, bro, like, Whenever, whenever it happened, uh, I was kind of just like, well, this needed to happen because, you know, this is one of the, this is one of the, the, the things that I'm going to have to sacrifice and let go because the next part of my life, like, this is actually the end of the beginning of my life. Right. Yeah, kind yeah, like, yeah, yeah. of, you know what I mean? So like, that's, that's how I, that's how I took it, bro. And like, ever since I've been back in LA, bro, it's been nonstop, bro. And well, you back in LA we're now, Back in LA, bro. And, and I, I got here on a Saturday. Sunday I performed at the Laugh Factory and uh uh that was a that was a dope like opportunity because um I have uh I have a really big network that was wanting to come check me out and uh it rhymes with uh FBO <laughs> okay <laughs> that's tight <laughs> and so they um they had interest in and uh, in, in checking me out and they let me know like yo whenever you whenever you're in town let us know we'll, we'll come check you out and I kind of like of called their bluff on it you know mm-hmm. i was i i i got oh, a show on sunday i knew that yeah i was like i got a show uh, i'm going to be out there these dates i'm going to perform on this day on sunday <clears throat> and the thing was is that i hit up uh the producer shout out to lonnie lonnie's the one who uh the produced chocolate Sundays at the laugh factory and i hit her up was like yo like um i know that it's that it's filled that your your show is filled up already it, you had it's a long line to like you know she has a rotation she has everything going i haven't performed there in over two years and I was like, uh, is there any way I can slide in, you know, and get a spot? And she was like, I'm fully booked, but is there a reason? Like, do you, is there something you need me to slide you in for? She kind of had that intuition, which yeah. is cool. That was so dope of her. She didn't yeah. have to. She could just say, no, nah, I'm full. And I was like, well, I have this network that's coming to check me out. And uh, I've been in in these uh, these meetings and I feel like they they I, they want to see me and I want to be on a dope stage to perform on, to show them and she was like I knew it was something dope. All right, I'll give you I'll give you 8 minutes. Uh, which show do you want to be on, the first or second? And I was like, which show do these execs come to usually? And she was like, they usually come to the first show cuz it's Sunday, you know, they mm. get in and out. And so that's what I did. Booked it and let them know and they never confirmed with me that they were going to come, but well, they showed up. Bro, I performed and did my thing and then we went next across the street with my boys and there were we were just talking about the show and we're uh, you know, eating and stuff like that. And I get an email, bro. And it's like at 10.30 at night. And I performed at, at 7, 7.30. And so uh, they email and it's from them. And they're like, Chris, thank you for inviting us. You have great stage presence. We love the performance. And uh, your wedgie joke had us cracking up. Right? But it's cool. It's cool. What I la- Look, listen, what I lack in language, I gain in moves, people. Oh, I get down. Salsa, merengue, bachata, Taco Tuesday. I get down. That was the one thing that my pops taught me. That's the one thing, hey, hey, that's stupid, come in here. <laughs> you can't speak it about, Spanish, but it's okay. You can't speak it for a while. <laughs> We're in America, we talk in English. Listen to me, my English is perfect. Listen to me. We speak in English. The one thing that can bring everybody together is what? Dancing. So I'm gonna teach you right now. Listen to me. <laughs> Listen to me. And look at what I say. <laughs> You're gonna take it your hand. You're gonna take it your hand. You're gonna give yourself a wedgie. Mira let like this, get yourself a wedgie. Okay. Mira, toma, toma, toma. <laughs> and you take it out with no hands. Mira, wah, 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 wah. Hey, y'all, I'm Chris Soce, I appreciate y'all coming out. Y'all have a great night right mm-hmm. and that's how i knew they went because they, they were yeah, they, they saw the reference a, yeah, yeah they referenced a joke bro so i was like i was like yo they came and never all the homies were like yo like you know what i'm saying it was super cool that they did that they didn't tell me they didn't even see me they just saw my performance and what if you bombed exactly that man. shit would have been a disaster but i tell you what man um i was uh i was very confident bro i i i I, that's actually, I'm like, I'm glad you brought that up, bro. Cause that's something to, to, to think about, right? Like what if I did bomb? Right. Mm-hmm. But the way that I've been like, uh, something happened to me in Houston, bro, like, uh, in, you a, in, broke, a, in a that's great what way. He said, well, I went broke, yeah. said, "Going Broke changes you. <laughs> when you got nothing to lose, hey, <laughs> don't fucking <laughs> When you literally have nothing to lose because you have nothing. Facts, bro. You, know what? you don't
3: give a fuck yeah, anymore.
4: bro. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, probably. That probably definitely probably had another, a, a big influence on it, man. But, like, just being around my family, being around my crew, bro, like, my my boys and my cousins and, like, You know, I got back dancing, bro. Like my cousins, they 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 travel the world breakdancing. And so I got back in it. And then same thing with my art and with the studio, like and having those and having those shows. I've been I I work my material. I'm working my shit. My crowd work is just boom, boom, boom. Right. And so by the by the time I'm here at the laugh factory, I'm already knowing like I'm I'm good. Like you got got your hours in. Yeah, man. I feel like I got my my work in, bro. And and then even with that, my this whole look, bro, like my hair. I honestly, dude, I I I really let go of like what do I want to do with my hair, bro? Because I was like, I'm always, I was like insecure about my hair, like fades or what's the, the new look or this. And I was just like, man, I'm just gonna let it rock. I'm
3: was like, full Haitian auntie, dude.
4: <laughs> 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 you you went full. For real, bro. I had this whole like shaggy thing going on, you know. Uh, so you know, I just let it rock, bro. And then even with the shades too, bro. I made a, I made a choice. I was just like, man, I, I like, I like how, who I am. I like the feeling that I'm rocking, and, and you know, I, I, I'm, I'm confident. I mean, I think bro. that's very important.
3: like, I was watching some of your, your, your stand up clips and you look a lot more confident. Like, you look like you know your voice now. Like, this is my stand up. This is what I do. And you are all going to laugh. Yeah. And I think that's the hardest thing to ever acquire in stand up is to find
4: your voice. I always was confused about that. I'm like, my voice is my voice. This is the <laughs> voice right now. Like, what do you mean?
3: Yeah. And but- so, like, you know, when we talk about observations of like not just stand up, but anything that you do in life and just your voice, like who you are, you know, Obviously, stage presence voice is very different from, you know, how we apply it to other people who don't do entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. But when, you don't, when you're not comfortable in your own skin, everything starts to fall apart. Yeah. Because now you're trying to take a little bit of everybody else's shit, but you're not really focusing on what makes you, you. Yeah, And I think that's like the hardest part about stand-up. Because when you see a lot of stand-ups, you know, like I used to watch a lot of uh, comedy shows. Because like, it's fun. Fun to go. Yeah. And I started noticing like, oh, there's a difference into what, what makes other people great and what makes people kind of funny. Yeah, like yeah. you're kind of funny because you got some jokes but I could probably hear your joke and your delivery from a million other comics. Yeah,
4: bro. And I don't want
3: that. Yeah, and I feel like what people don't understand too, everybody does about the same jokes. Yeah. Everybody has pretty similar life experiences. Is about how you twist it, how you say it, how you present it. Straight up. And when you don't have your own voice, it just sounds like everybody else's jokes. Yeah, bro. And I was like, damn. That's the biggest difference. That's why Dave Chappelle is who Dave Chappelle is. Right. Dave Chappelle can command an audience just by his voice and what he says alone. And nobody does what Dave Chappelle does. Right. Even somebody like Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart has his own style. Yeah. D-Ray Davis has his own style. Yeah. Uh, fucking, uh, yeah, just name any comic that you have and you know who they are. Right. I think that's why like Brendan Schaub gets like picked on a lot, mm. you know, because he's doing these specials that don't have to be specials when he hasn't found out his voice yet. Mm. You know? Because I was looking at his, you know, I made a lot of jokes about his special that he released recently, The Gringo Poppy. And it was just me, you know, making jokes. Like a lot of comics were doing. But in all honesty, like I respect his hustle. I heard about this, actually. Yeah, did you oh, see the stand-up?
4: No, but I've heard about... I can tell about... you're still awake. So there's oh. like...
3: <laughs> there's <still> like a... <laughs> oh, hold on a second. I'm kidding.
2: I'm, ki- I'm kidding. Oh, yeah. I am kidding. But
4: that was nice.
2: Great, yes. timing. <laughs> great timing. Great timing.
3: <laughs> tell you what. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Like, uh, Tim Dillon said something great. Because, uh, you know, all these comic people, they kind of... They fuck with each other, right? And yeah. they don't want to to rag on another comic because they would hate for that to come back to them. Straight up. But I think for him, they, you know, it's a big topic you know, Pete gets roasted pretty hard about a stand-up special. And Tim Dillon kind of stated it the best. He goes, the problem with the special is that that material wasn't special worthy. Oh. Like, those are jokes that you could have kept in a small room, worked it, and then made special worthy content. Gotcha. Because there's a difference. Like, in, you know, I think what I started noticing too was certain comics, especially because they had the whole Netflix is not a joke series. If you guys haven't seen that, a lot of big comics get to bring their friends on and give them a stage so they could, the world gets to see them. Word. So what I started noticing is like, oh, I've seen these people before at mm-hmm. the comedy store, whatever. And they were funny, killing it in this room. But they would try to perform their small room jokes in front of a big crowd. Gotcha. And it's different. Yeah. It's fucking different. Yeah. And so when I watched Netflix is a Joke and Bill Burr was bringing his friends out, uh, uh, Pete Davidson was bringing his friends out. And I'm like, I've seen these guys like at the store, Laugh Factory, whatever. And they were funny. And I see them on the stage and I'm like, oh, they haven't found their voice yet. They know their voice in this small room, but mm-hmm. when they're putting it out on a stage, it sounds very uncomfortable. And yeah. it's not hitting. It's just not funny. Word. And I'm like, oh, that's the biggest difference to why Bill Burr is who Bill Burr is. Mm-hmm. Even somebody like Pete Davidson, who's not my favorite comic, honestly, but his material works on a big stage and I still think it's funny. Yeah. So that's like the things like finding your voice and your flow is very fucking important. When I saw your clips, I was like, oh, it looks like you kind of found your shit. Nice. Like Hell you're not, yeah. you're not trying to do these one-off jokes. These things kind of like connect into something bigger, yeah. which is very, very fucking hard to do. It's yeah. so fucking hard, you know?
4: Yeah. yeah, bro. I've been I've been doing it. i like I've been doing that for uh, uh trying to figure out the whole I think I found my voice in Houston, bro, to be honest, because um, like I said, I had I put in the hours, I put in that time, and I, it was in an intimate space, but my studio can only fit uh uh 50 people, you know and um and it was like and because there's only 50 and it's such a tight room the every row was the front row you know what i'm saying so i was able to like crowd work but crowd work bro bro, and like and like and also come back and make the make these connect over here this person connect over here and then you know what i mean so um i was doing it and then also even like when i when i have to work the crowd like if they're it's not going my way i have to figure out how to so hard dude yeah that you know shit gives me mean? anxiety just thinking about it. Yeah. You know, you have to, you have to, I just recently, that recently happened on my birthday show at the Ha-Ha. Mm. I, uh, uh uh I I had to, I had to like kind of build their trust. You know what I mean? And then um there was a comic that didn't do so well, like in the mid show.
3: Uh, I just kind of fucked up the mood a bit. Yeah.
4: Yeah, bro. There was, there was a, there was a, there was a bomb for sure in the middle of the show. And so I, I was hosting. And so as the host, it's our job to bring them back up for the next comic because it's not fair for the next comic you're like it's not it's not you know their problem and so um you know i i knew like i mean some comics they they'll talk shit about the person who bombed but that's not me bro like i i don't know that's not really my style and uh i i hate it when it happened to me when i bomb and the next the comic mm. the host gets back up and they and make it worse you know, they fuck they, the dagger's already in there, but they're twisting it. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And I just left it alone. Like I, I didn't even, I honestly didn't even acknowledge it. I just went on stage and went about another set. you yeah. know, And 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 got them back. But all of that just comes with experience. And then now that I'm like, uh, I am feeling like I found my voice. You know, so it's cool to hear that from you. But um, I'm just kind of like, I'm just, I'm just trusting. I trust myself a lot more. You know, I just, I know, like that confidence. It, it it took a while to, uh, to get, but I, I didn't realize when I, when I moved back to Houston, I didn't realize a, a lot of, I had a lot of uh, uh, holes and voids and stuff that I was like, I was, I had in LA because in LA, it's all about the grind. It's all about the hustle. It's all about the network. It's all about, you have to kind of do, but run this game that you kind of lose yourself a little bit. And I didn't realize I lost myself, you know? And- yeah. And like, you, you kind of don't focus
3: on what makes you special. You kind of focus on networking so much and yeah. trying to get people to give you a leg up versus like creating your own opportunities Yeah, and that's the the really difficult part right Yeah, and I think like for me personally the biggest thing that I'm going through is complacency right because yeah. I've, I've done a lot more than I expected I was going to do gotcha. and now it's like okay you have to refocus and think of a bigger goal Mm-hmm. Like, do you still want to be in entertainment? Do you want to do stand-up? Do you want to do these things?
4: Yeah. And until like… Oh, you're questioning getting back on stage? Maybe. I mean, I've always wanted
3: to go back. But then the, the hard part for me about this too, it has nothing to do with fear. It has everything to do with like, I know the amount of work it takes to be a great stand-up. And it's such a struggle and it's so hard. And the only reason why this struggle would make sense is if I want the end result. Gotcha. If I don't want the end result, all this stuff annoys me because before mm. it never annoyed me because before it was like I want to be one of the bigger stand-up comics out here yeah. like, I want to be that different Asian stand-up besides everybody else doing Ching Chong jokes 24 fucking 7 so if I do Asian jokes it's going to be different right mm-hmm. you know, ha,
4: ha, ha, you, <laughs> know? <laughs> <laughs> so, you said Ching Chong yeah. t- tickled me yeah. <laughs> it tickled you, you so, know, like, <laughs> the, the racism that are in our text messages <laughs> yeah.
3: Just those it. can never be released <laughs> those can never be
4: released bro yeah. <laughs> alright go ahead <laughs> yeah but
3: when I had that like bombing didn't affect me you know it did okay it affected me but it was like oh that's just a, a piece to the puzzle that I'm that's gonna a process. fix it's a process yeah. but because I don't have that goal of being a big stand up anymore that the, the bombs hurt a little more they don't mm. feel they don't feel like I'm going to I, I care about it a lot more now because mm. now it's just like oh why am I doing this
4: you think it's because you also have a brand to withhold too I don't know if I so give a you, fuck about so, my brand. So or you, saying. so you bombed. It's one. It's going to be one of those like, damn, David so just bombed. Well, I do now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You I know wasn't know thinking I mean?
3: that before, but thanks a lot. Dude.
4: Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> now man, I'm sweating. No, but I mean that could be that, that could be it subconsciously. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you, you didn't really think well, it. But, I mean, I've definitely bombed a lot, so
3: it's like I know what that experience feels like, right? You know, like, especially mm-hmm. just going up on stage trying your best and having not not anybody laugh. Yeah. That shit hurts.
4: Yeah. 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 No matter
3: how many years you do yeah, it. Yeah, for
4: sure. <laughs> you yeah. know, just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Hey. You're not going to get off stage going, that was fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> I go off, I'm like, yo, shit, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah.
3: Straight up. And I feel like that every fucking time, but it didn't matter because I'm mm. like, hey, I'm going to do better. I'm going to work this joke.
4: Yeah. I was just like, I do so it. Like so then what has, you, uh, what has you questioning going, do I hit the stage again? I hit a lot of comics out there. I don't think they're good.
3: And I'm like, oh. I feel like I'm better. Right, gotcha. even the even the because I mean it's not that I'm better because I am. I feel like I can if I work on it.
4: Yeah, right. And you want to bo- back you want to back up your shit talking.
3: Exactly. Yeah. So it's like
4: okay, which you can, which you know, like
3: listen. I'm pretty sure a lot of people when I travel I do stand up. They've heard it. It's 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 all right. Like it's it's okay. You know what I mean. So, but now it's like I have to make a set now because mm. I I think one of my bucket lists is I do want to do a special. I don't care where the fuck it goes. It'll yeah. go on YouTube. It'll go on fucking. I don't know vimeo as yeah. long as i do it and i get it done yeah and in all honesty if i wanted to i could probably write one tomorrow and fucking perform it next week yeah. but who knows it'll be
4: good right. <laughs> <You
3: know? laughs> right, i don't right. know if it'll be good yeah, it's yeah, funny yeah. in my head but right. it's always different when you perform
4: it man you're a funny motherfucker bro you know and i've seen that and i've seen your stand up but <laughs> i you know i know you and then and, <laughs> in the in the conversations we have you're you're quick bro Your 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 comebacks your rebuttals your stings they're fucking quick, bro. You know so what like I mean? i got so. fun of
3: a lot as a kid. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? When, when
4: you're like that Asian kid in the all-black neighborhood,
3: everybody roasts you so fucking hard yeah, every day. Yeah. And I remember just like one day, and I told the story before on the podcast where I would get mad before mm-hmm. when people would make fun of me. Yeah. And then what, what happens is when you get mad, that's the reaction they want. Mm-hmm. What you need to do is come back with them with words. Words, fighting back with words is 10 times more powerful than you saying you're going to beat somebody up. Right. You look weak. Yeah. So, like when you're in a, if you kind of grow up like, you know, in a ghetto ass area, everybody just has jokes. Right. Walking to the barbershop, they're fucking clowning on you. You yeah. fucking show up with something mismatched, they make fun of you. Yeah. You don't say anything back. You're just the bitch
4: all Straight the time, up, bro. And yeah. it's
3: exhausting. Yeah. Man. I watched that show with uh, 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 Patrick Cloud with the roast me, me right? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. that, oh my God. That reminds me of my childhood so much. I get PTSD. Bro, you should get on there. <laughs> So that shit gives me PTSD because I'm like that reminds me every time I got a haircut and I had to fucking prep jokes so I just want to sit in that chair and have people roast me for an hour straight getting fucking lined up
4: yeah and I'm like that gives me PTSD yeah bro hey yo uh dumbfound has been on a few episodes he's out his ground bro well that's why he's been back he's yeah, a he's it. a battle rapper oh well yeah but I so mean he got roasting. his <laughs> He got his jokes ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. And Tim was on there too. Mm-hmm. Is that racist that I'm just saying Asian people for you? For <laughs> you? <laughs> I'm saying you could do it too. I could do
3: it too. I can, the funny thing is too, is like we we did that shit. Uh, it, not roast me, but it was the thing that it kind of bit off roast me the, that MTV did.
4: It kind of, let's just say what it is, bro. It did. Right. All, right, all right, cool. Right? That was for Pat. That was for you, Pat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: They, they kind of bit off the format. I actually didn't know about Pat's show. Got gotcha. you. Um, and I saw it and I was like, oh, that is a show. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's his show for yeah, sure. Word. Either way, you can't replicate what he did to that show Straight because up. the driving force of that is Patrick Cloud. Straight up. He is the heart and soul of that show. You don't yeah. have the heart and soul of that show. How do you expect that show to do well? Yeah. Often imitated. Never and it public. came from an
4: authentic place. Yeah. Like they they were roasting in the office, just like uh I, re- I remember it. This is this is Kev's story to share, but I mean it, he he shared it, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a... He, he came to work with the with a denim uh, vest mm-hmm. and um the the lady at the front some white chick and she said something but it but it was in a way of like the the delivery seemed innocent but it was a roast bro mm-hmm. like is, I don't even know the exact thing she said but it was like one of those like oh is that what you chose to wear type of thing mm-hmm. and the office went crazy and from that moment on it opened up the floodgates of like oh we're gonna roast. And they and the, the roasting the roasting started happening and then and then it was like yo like if you didn't have anything to roast with bro like you kind of had to like not go to work because <laughs> I would go to that office bro and like that shit that's a, a whole art bro that it's shit
3: is exhausting dude. yeah bro and the funny thing is like when I was growing up as a kid like roasting was like my roast my roast ability now is so much weaker. Because I just haven't been doing it. Mm. You know, like it doesn't really come as quick as it used to. Yeah. But one of the things that I used to always fuck up on is I would always take it too far. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, yeah. That was
4: me. Yeah. That's because I can't rose. So yeah. I would just hurt feelings. Exactly.
3: Was like, <laughs> Someone would be like, you know, make an Asian joke or some shit. I was like, didn't your dad leave you yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. <laughs> you fucking fatherless motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, <bro. laughs> Don't talk to me. Talk to me when you oh, get a dad, man. bitch. Yeah. You know, bro. and then people be like, <gasps> I'm like, well, I thought we were roasting.
4: <laughs> yeah, bro. Oh man. Yeah. It's uh it 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 sucks. It's never good when uh that's that's kind of been that's been my thing too. That's why I don't roast. It, unless I just know and I'm confident this is gonna hit, which is very rare in the roasting world. Uh, I I just stay away from it. You know what I'm saying? Because I've done it before and and it hurts feelings, bro. And it it actually, I feel like it makes relationships a little weird moving forward. It's just like, damn.
3: My best friend used to say this shit about me when it came to roasting. He was like, he goes, your problem is, is that you're very good at finding people's insecurities and then you just rip into them. Mm -hmm. It's like, he goes, you need to fucking bring it down a level. Like uh, he has a sister, right? And Mm then she she made like one light joke. It wasn't even that big. And I just looked at it. I was like, What's up with your fucking big ass forehead? <laughs> he looks at me, like goes, "Oh!" oh <laughs> and you see the, her spirit leave her body. Bro. I was like, "Ah, oh, shit, oh, <laughs> I did it again, man." Then it's bro. not even really much of a roast; it's just the fact. But yeah. it's one of, you could tell it's like one of their biggest insecurities. Or shit. Bro, I called Kev on stage hacky, bro. <laughs> oh, that's it shit.
4: was and it and it hurt him. And 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 my thing was like he was roasting me uh-huh. and, and, and literally bro. It was, I, it was like in between, it was like, it was like between takes on great taste. And he's like sitting in front of me. And, uh, uh, it was like, you know, it was a roasting environment. You know what I mean? And he threw a roast out or even he was, maybe he was roasting me on camera or some shit. I had nothing, but I was like, I just recently saw him, you know, do stand up, And I was like, yo, okay. You know, the first time I saw you do stand up, he was like, was it really? Yeah. It's a little hacky, but, <laughs> so, like that, right? Yeah, it was really soft, very soft, very subtle, but it was enough. Yeah, yeah that yeah. like that fucked him up, bro. He turned around to me was like, Yo, you don't have to like my comedy. You, a lot of you know, he, he and he got like defensive, and I was like, Whoa, we were roasted. <laughs> I was like, Whoa. <laughs> I was throwing a roast at you. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and he let me know, bro, like the next day, he was like, Yo, you really messed me up with that. And I, I genuinely apologized to him. I said, Yo, my man, like, we was. I was roasting bro. And, and I don't even roast like that. You know what I'm saying? But I was cornered. And yeah. so, and I, and I, and I went for that. And I, and I know, bro, what's the worst that you could tell a comedian, bro, that yeah. they're hacky. Right. And you know, whether, whether, if, if, whether it hurts you or if it hurts you even more, that's up to you. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's your own personal thing. But like, you know, that, that like, uh, he would, he would throw that at me. He would, it would text me like, like, even though he hasn't done it like recently, but like throughout the years, he'd be like, Remember when you called me Hacky? <laughs> I'm like, bro, you still think about that? He's like, it haunts me, bro. I'm like, are you kidding me,
3: bro? See, for me too, like the only thing that would probably really affect me is like if a comic I really looked up to called me Hacky, it would hurt so bad,
4: right? For those who don't really understand what that is, Hacky is like a easy is the n-word for comics <laughs> it's very offensive it yeah, hurts yeah so you're basically you're telling a comic that your your comedy is just like low fruit it's, it's, it's trash it's, it's caca poo jokes yeah you know they're not really that hard they're just kind of like all right it's just hacky you know this podcast is brought to you
3: by better help my lovely genius brain farts you need to make sure and understand that you need to check in on your mental health and better help is there for you i've been using it for years and you guys know how much i love it and i always talk about mental health because it's important your thoughts are important things that you need to get off your chest is important if you're stressed out from everyday life try online therapy because better help is right there for you and i'm telling you right now it is easy it's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can get matched with a the therapist in under 48 hours you can do it through video phone and live chat therapy sessions right at your fingertips our listeners get 10 off their first month at betterhelp.com genius that's better
4: genius but a comedian yo a comedian's told me that before like i had i had a joke that was about um uh, uh back in back when turn up and we say man we're about to turn up like when it first came out, you know, and I, and I, and I, I thought I, I made a pretty good joke. It was one of my first time, like mm-hmm. first written jokes where I was like, man, everybody's saying turn up, turn up, turn up. What's going to be the next thing? What's after turn up, you know? Um, and I was going to, I said that it, 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 it's, it's going to go to like death. Like tonight, we're going to die tonight, mm-hmm. bro. Y'all down? Are y'all <laughs> down to get together and just kill ourselves? Yeah. You know? And so, uh, I went with that. But then uh, uh, the host one night, and he's seen my set, you know, uh, he's seen that before a few times. And he told me, he was like, yo, that joke's kind of hacky. And I was like, what?
1: is it? Is it? <laughs> yeah. Like, I
4: thought it was pretty good, you know, and I, and I, and I worked it the, cause I think, because I, yeah, I, I talked to, I went into like, uh, you know, we're in a laundromat and we didn't have to turn up, we'd, we'd turn up anywhere. And it was like, bro, we're going to take shots of bleach, bro. We're going to kill ourselves. I just yeah. kind of just went for it. He was like, it was hacky. And I was like, Damn. And and I remember that, like, well, one, I never said that joke after that. I, after that, I, I I stopped using it. And I'm glad I did. But it was just one of those things where it's like, I mean, you take it and you you, you figure out what you're going to do about it. You know what I mean? I mean, you're there's a lot of, it. like,
3: it, in my personal opinion, a lot of comics who do hacky jokes that
4: are very, very successful, though. Like, for some reason,
3: like, I guess, like, that's my gripe with a lot of, like, uh, certain Asian comics. Mm. They see a crowd of white people and they gear their jokes to make white people laugh about Asian people. Mm. And I hate that. Yeah. That shit fucking pisses me off yeah. there's a few comics like i don't know them personally right but in my mind it's like why you gotta do that yeah yeah like, why you gotta bring your culture down just to make these people laugh yeah you know like your your stand-up is probably good without it right you know but then right. you have to make these people laugh at stuff that you know that'll make them laugh yeah. and that's what i mean about finding your voice and i i i have a tendency to do that when i get nervous i go yeah. back to the stuff that i know will incite a reaction but it's not the material i want to do because it's hacky It's hacky to always just scream and have no point in it. Like, yeah, getting loud and stuff is very important, you know, when you have like a certain ebb and flow with your shit. But it has to go somewhere. And I would have this thing where I would get nervous when I was younger and I would just instantly do a quick Asian accent because it would make them laugh. And I'm like, this is pointless. Like, that Asian accent only works if you set it up right, if there's a purpose to this shit. Right, Other than right. that, you're just using your culture and you're just fucking it up just to make these people comfortable because they want to make fun of you because you're Asian. Right. And then you get nervous and that's what you give them. Yeah. A lot of Asian comics do that shit and it bothers me. It fucking irritates the fuck out of me. Right? Right. And I, I think that's the shit that always makes me nervous. It's like, that's all the reason I want to go back to comedy. It's like, I could do better than this. Like, mm-hmm. I want I, I don't, to, I don't know too many Asian comics and they're definitely out there who have, you know, we I talked about this with a personal friend of mine too. He goes, "Yeah, like it's hard for me sometimes to. I just I don't I, I always default to talking about Asian shit, mm-hmm. right? Which is fine. I don't think it's a problem, mm-hmm. right? And I think just he's he's a little critical on himself yeah. because I feel like a lot of Black comics talk about their blackness a lot, yeah. right? But it's a matter of if you don't have that, what else do you have to offer?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, yeah, yeah. like
3: what are your thoughts, right? Like." I'll use Dave Chappelle as a great example. I always use Dave Chappelle because Dave Chappelle doesn't position, you know, stereotypical black jokes as his go-to fall, fall like fallback. Right. He talks about his thoughts, his perspective, and puts a spin on these things. Right. Right. Versus a lot of other people who kind of use their culture as a crutch and I don't want to do that shit. Yeah, yeah. So like if I do do stand-up, I got to make sure that, yeah, listen, like I said, I think accents are funny and it's, it's our right to do that shit mm-hmm. because if you're Asian, you grew up with that shit, use it in your fucking stand-up. Yeah. Just how you go about it is different.
4: You know? Right. Yeah, I use mine and I, and I use mine because... I, I can't speak Spanish, yeah. so the best thing that I have is to talk like this. I could do the accent all the time, and I and I can convince people that maybe maybe English is my second English. You know? <laughs> but I but I do that, and I and I and that's why it's like okay, and I, I it's it's the thing where it's like um you know man white people do this man us Latino people we don't do that <laughs>
3: Latinos we do this and it's kind of yeah. like ah uh, but see like the the, of, the funny part of the joke isn't the accent though it's the it's the inside jokes about the culture that's funny. Right. That's why it's funny. It's yeah. not because you know I went up on stage and I was like "Hello, everybody," <laughs> <You know? laughs> Which, by the way, hilarious. <laughs> like if I just walked up on stage and I was Hello. like, yeah, I was like, "Ni how, how are you?" You know.
4: No, no, no. I like "Hello" better. Hello. <laughs> hey, let me
3: tell you this funny ass fucking story. You know Bart, right? Yeah. So during this time, <laughs> we had this company called Go For Broke. What we did with that company, we donated it to the Gopher Broke Foundation. All of our proceeds are closed, whatever. We gave it all to them. Uh, So before we do all that stuff, uh, we decided they wanted us to give a speech. And it was to this uh, Chinese-American after-school thing, right? And there was people who didn't speak English. They spoke Mandarin. Bart speaks Mandarin. And I'm like, oh, this is a great way for us to connect to our Asian community. Let me tell you what this motherfucker Bart does. Bart walks up on stage, right? He grabs the mic. First word he says that comes out of his mouth. Hello. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <gasps> you just see Bart saying Bart's cracking up to himself. Ain't nobody laughing. No way. I'm mortified. I'm like, no, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. <laughs> Do they know Bart? Huh? No. Oh, because this is man. this is this is a formal event. Yeah, yeah. Like the mayor of like Monterey oh, Park is there, bro. And there's like these old Chinese people. He just goes, <laughs> hello. I'm
4: like, son of a bitch. This motherfucker dude Yo man I love Bart bro That fool's nuts I love him bro Like he, he, Man you gotta understand bro I, Like this is like Beginning YouTube days Where I'm watching Tim De La Ghetto When he's Tim De La Ghetto Now he's uh Chantarangsu But uh, Oh his His name But uh Bart and Joe Just kidding films mm. Th- Those were my three cats Yo that I was watching And, and Nigahiga yeah, right? yeah 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 All Asian cats Yeah That I was watching yo and uh, I knew you when you were fat. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you, and now you, you don't. don't, don't Thanks. So I very, got very it. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> you were <laughs> hacky and fat.
3: Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> oh, well, that's even more oh, unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> Your business failed.
4: <laughs> hey, bro. Hey, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey yo i asked uh, i asked my boys i asked my quick little sidebar i asked yeah. my boys because I'm, I'm i'm writing something right now because yeah. i'm having meetings with the execs bitch yeah
2: <laughs> i've
4: had those
3: i've already done what you've done we'll continue <laughs>
4: <laughs> yes
3: sir you have a film of sundance no all right cool Ooh. Okay, right. <laughs> shall we continue <laughs> you're on my podcast to- right oh, that's crazy <laughs> Oh shit! This is, why, this is why I have no friends. This is why I have no fucking friends, hey, bro. Look at my eyes.
4: Oh, oh, you can't I'm sorry. I'm sorry to the Asian community that I was cornered see what i
3: mean Oh, <laughs> like, oh shit, I'm fucking crying. <laughs> oh, shit.
4: <laughs> oh, okay so look so uh i asked my homies bro i was like yo i'm writing something right now um but I, i'm trying to roast myself in in the uh in the script and i'm just i'm just so perfect i can't find the words you know <laughs> but i was like telling my boys I was like yo can y'all just roast me just give me no mercy whatever and my boys they, you know they, they threw roast at that and i was kind of like Man, I, y'all can go harder, bro. Like, you know, I was doing, I will do some basic shit, my weak ass beard, and you know, saying, uh, you know, they were going with my my hair and shit like that. And I was like, nah, y'all can go harder. And my boy goes, man, fuck you, bro. Your business was whack and it never worked. <laughs> and he, they started going about my studio, and I was like, Damn, okay. hold on a second. <laughs> I said, I was like, okay, y'all are warming up. Yeah. I was like, hey, so we're done. Uh, <laughs> said, and we're not friends anymore. They said, he said, yo, your business didn't work, bro. <laughs> No. You lying, talking about here your, your momentum. You're just not. Nah, your business didn't work, bro. You tried and it failed. You know, yo, when the homies roast you like that, that shit is so painful. It's like, hey, why you gotta go there, hey, bro? bro? But you know what, bro? That's how I know. That's how I know they love me. You know, saying it, it's this form of endearment. You said that right now because you
1: care. Bro. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that, that reminds me of this roast that I did recently.
3: Oh, and, you know, like when uh you roast a friend on like a story, yeah. and it just says red
4: but they don't reply back. Oh. I'm like, ah, fuck, I fucked yeah. up. <laughs> like, you the, have to send an LMAO after, like, like to show them it was yeah. a joke. We're yeah. laughing, right? Like, LOL! Exclamation. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. How you been? You good? Yeah. Hey,
3: miss you, bro. <laughs> just <Yeah>. keep calling. <laughs> Straight up, bro. <laughs> You got to call them, bro. Yeah, I just called up. Hey, man, just checking on you. (laughs) You know, checking in on your mental health. Like, how you been? Fucking leaving voicemails and shit. Because this Uh, fool always be posting, yo, back on my fitness grind. Back on my fitness grind. And I'm like, dog, you are the only person I know that has posted this for fucking 12 years straight and you've gotten fatter. And like, I just wrote that to him real quick. He's on that DJ Khaled. Yeah, and I wrote that to him real quick. (laughs) on red <laughs> responded back to me hey oh. motherfucker I'm, you know me like we've been friends for like 10 years yeah. it's like come on man yeah. you know what you were doing with your fucking constant fat stories I, how are you fucking worse than your before pick? like that doesn't make any sense
4: yeah yeah, oh, yeah that's not that's not cool bro yeah and but. well you
3: know cause he's trying to lose weight cause he has a wedding coming up next year and he's like yo I'm back on that fitness grind I was like just buy a bigger suit <laughs> <laughs> that'll do it bro And I, th- my problem is like after that one joke I made like two or three more after on every slide. Yeah, yeah.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, He's just good with it. I
3: guess that was like a little personal thing. I didn't know that
4: he felt a certain way. You kind of just have to know, you have to know who you're dealing with, right? Like, if you're if you you throw anything at me that is an insult, I know it's coming from a great place. Yeah. You're you're roasting me. You know, what yeah, are you gonna yeah. say? Like if, if somebody doesn't know me and they're throwing it at me, then it's kind of just like, whoa. Yeah, I would never say to somebody that's not a good friend. Yeah. Like, if it's like even like
3: a, an acquaintance, they don't get they don't, I don't talk to them like
4: that. That's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. yo, like you can't be you can't be that offended, bro. Come on, bro. Look like, you know what I mean? I man, my my cousin, bro. I like I I was uh <laughs> I I said something, but like, we're, we're like playing, we're playing pool. Right. And, uh, where it was like on teams. And so, uh, it was his turn and he, he, he missed whatever. And I was just like, oh, he missed just like his sex life. Right. <laughs> and bro, my man didn't talk to me the entire day, bro. And I was like, he literally was ignoring me. Like I was right next to him and he just wasn't saying a word. And I'm like, oh, Yo, that's good? a pretty soft one. You though. good, bro. Soft. That was but really but, soft. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 I and I was kind of like, what the fuck is going on? I had I didn't know that that was the reason at the time. I was just I just know I'm like, yo, my man's ignoring me. And then we're kind of like with a group, and it's noticeable. Everybody's kind of like, yo, are you good? And uh, he called me the next day and was like telling me like, hey, bro, this is what it is. This is what it was instead. And he's like, you know, it's kind of like he's kind of going through that right now with his insecurities, and and I'm kind of just like. I was like, oh. damn, so the joke was that good. Huh? I was, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't, the joke was that good. Huh? Yeah. But I, but I'm kind of just like, bro, like we're cousins, bro. We're fam. Like, you know, and even the way I, I'm like, yo, like i well, if i would have known that that would have made you act like that i would have never said oh, 100%. that 100% you know what i'm saying like you know also to keep your composure and then talk about it after yeah you know but uh but you know it's it's, it's that's one of my things though it's like it's like know who you're talking to you know say like yeah, like i remember when
0: angie's list is now angie and we've heard a lot of theories about why
2: i thought it was an eco move fewer words, less paper no it was so you could say it faster
4: no way, it's to
2: be more iconic must be a tech thing but-
3: my lovely genius brain farts this podcast is brought to you by fume ever tried to break a bad habit and felt like you're climbing everest and flip-flops yeah we've been there too but here's a breath of fresh air fume it's not about giving up it's about switching up baby fume takes your habit and simply makes it better healthier and a whole lot more enjoyable what is fume you ask fume is an innovative award-winning flavored air device that does just that instead of vapor fume uses flavored air instead of electronics fume is completely natural and instead of harmful chemicals fume uses delicious flavors you get it instead of bad fume is good it's a habit you're free to enjoy that makes replacing your bad habit easy. I keep one in my car just because I'm a fidgety guy. And guess what? I'd be puffing on that delicious herbal tea vapor, my friends. Nothing bad for you in there. And definitely, definitely fun to use. My friends, start the year off right with the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash genius and getting the journey packed today. Fume is giving listeners of the show 10% off when they use my code genius to help make starting the good habit that much easier easier start the good habit at trifume.com slash genius to save 10 percent off the journey pack today high school i still remember this roast because it got me so bad because i can't grow sideburns and then they saw the side of my hair he's like david got japanese pussy hair <laughs> on the side of his head and dog i oh, i fucking cried laughing because of how fucking funny that shit was dude this oh. motherfucker said i had to walk around with my sideburns pixelated and that shit that shit till this day makes me laugh. Oh my I, God. I remember just everybody died laughing and, and I was trying to roast him back but I couldn't stop laughing at his joke. <laughs> You're like, what <laughs> I was like, you? you? And I, <laughs> but I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. I was like, fuck, that shit was so fucking funny, dude. Oh, and man. i used that roast on somebody else too. Credits to him, by the way. Word, and i roasted word. somebody back with that shit. It is so fucking hilarious. Yeah, and he, and the, I think what made it so funny too is that he never roast people but for some reason that day he was on one. Just you know, had it. And he Got me so
4: fucking hard, dude. Oh, and I, it's like
3: I love that shit when your friend roast you to the point where I, I'm I'm laughing as hard as everybody else is. I can't say shit.
4: Yeah, bro. I think I think uh, that's the. the <laughs> I, I just read a text right. This is, this is my friend, but look, he he goes. I text him a screenshot of the movie take. I'm gonna go watch Thor, okay. right? And I and he said he texts back. He goes, I don't care. And I was, and I'm going with him. <laughs> he goes, I don't care. And I was like, I go, I go. You love me right and and i said you always love me you always care and you love me and he just told me right now he says i love the idea of you not actually you that's fucking hilarious that's just how like i don't know bro i mean if you if you ever go
3: into like this is why i always say too when people kind of uh try to cancel people off of like text messages that they see from other people yeah i can't believe you said that i was like show me your text messages Word. Like, I want to see your text message that when you text your friends and your boys all the fucked up shit you guys sent.
2: Mm-hmm. Because a
3: lot of the times when people joke <laughs> around like that, we're allowed to go to the far end of darkness in comedy with our friends yeah. because we know it's between us. Yeah. We would never repeat it to somebody else. It's not how we feel. It's just stupid. It's yeah. dumb. And you yeah. see that a lot. But all those same people, they'll type like, I can't believe you would say something even in your private conversations. Show me your text.
4: Yeah, straight up. I want I want to see it. Man, let me see them them group chats. Oh, the group chats are fucking Forget wild, dude. It, you know, bro, all my boys are like working entertainers. Like bro, my boy, my boy is Jake from State Farm. That's like one of the homies. Oh shit. You know what I'm saying? I get that motherfucker canceled tonight. <laughs> If I if I I'll just say that no. we love, but you know, saying like bro, like the group chats, bro, the group chats are insane, bro. You're kind of just like, oh my God.
3: Oh, that's why I always get, go in on the on the celebrities who go online and they trash other people about like being holy and pious, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, like I'm this shining light of what's moral and shit and those are the people i always go in on the most is because like bro i know you and i know your circle and i know how much of a fucking piece of shit you are yeah it's like at any fucking moment i become a fucking millionaire (laughs) everybody i'm canceling watch you just wait all you (laughs) motherfuckers out there that have been so hard trying to cancel other people for
4: shit that you've been doing
3: all your shit's leaking yeah that's the
4: worst yo that's the worst i hate
3: that shit because like you guys are all in entertainment and you know these private conversations are sometimes weird and fucked up. Yeah. But it's because we're throwing dumb jokes at each yeah. other. Yeah. Right? And we're saying the
4: comfort of our boys. You exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Girls
3: too. Girls do the same fucking shit. 100%. Like, listen, I I I could, I just got a glimpse of one of my homegirls like group chats that they have. You want to talk about men who objectify women? Dog, this female group chat is wild, dude. Bro. Sending dick imagine, pics to bro. each other and shit.
4: Send, yo, that's what's wild is like, they're sending the dick pics that they've received and they send it to the girls. And it's one of those like, well, what did they say? Yeah. what did they think about mine. But, but no, but for real though, it's like, damn, they, they. it's the same, it's the same thing, bro. I've really, I've really let go of the idea of like men and women are different. They're not. They really just, they, they like sexually or, or the way that shit, like we're human beings, yo. We think that, we think about these things. We say these things. We... We do these actions. It's like, yo, do men cheat more than women? I don't know. Yeah. Because, you know what I'm saying? See, like, that's
3: like even for me when people ask. Like, people have asked me to talk about this for a lot. It's like, yo, talk about that Reddit thread with like, you know, where people talk shit about you and like JK, all your friends. I'm word. like, why? Why do I have to do that? It's not because I'm better than them. It's just that those people are just like me. Yeah. Like we're just talking shit. Yeah. So why do I have to go out of my way and stop people talking shit about me on Reddit when I do the same thing? You do, bro. Yeah. So <laughs>
4: I'm gonna be the first person to say you do be
3: talking shit. <laughs> i be talking shit. It's like I'm not any better than those people on yeah. Reddit. The only difference is, is I show my face and I'm not afraid to say it in front of somebody's face. Word. Behind their whatever. Whatever I say <clears throat> behind your back, I'll say it directly to your face yeah. ten times more. Yeah. So really what they're doing is relatively harmless, right? They yeah. found entertainment, you know, hating on people. That's fine. I don't, I don't care because if I say you should shut down that Reddit page, then I'm being a hypocrite because at the end of the day, they are just discussing about shit about me that they hate that I've put out into the ether. Yeah. So whatever they saw, how they interpret it is how, uh, it's what's allowed.
4: Right, right.
3: It's how they interpret it. Yeah. They don't like the shit that I say. They oh,
4: I won't be talking about me cheating on my ex anymore. <laughs> That's for sure. Had learned that on this podcast too. What is it? Three hey,
3: podcasts ago. Let me tell you something hilarious
4: <laughs> that shit Bro, was great dog My thing was like and it didn't make it any better when like people looked me up and that like at the time your your podcast was like the the, the first thing that was popping up when you look up my name mm. and it was that title oh Chris, shit and i'm over here like I, I almost wanted to be a bitch right and just like hit you up like yo can we like we word that the title like i could have you know i know you could have <laughs> you piece of shit yeah <laughs> but but either way regardless it's like like, <laughs> you piece
2: of shit. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? You piece of shit. I'm yeah. like, Go but, you know, uh, but I mean, regardless, of, I'm in control of my narrative. Nobody could, you know what I mean? Like, what are you going to say? Like, you found out, you caught me. No, like I I'd said what I said. Well, I don't do understand I why do. people
3: made such a big deal about it because I, cheating is pretty common.
4: Yeah. You know what
3: I mean? And a lot of people too... <laughs> That's the thing I don't like, man. Like, I, I don't know how many times I could tell you how many people that I know that have cheated.
4: I'm going on three years being single, by the way.
3: That's which is the longest great. that I've never
4: been I've ever been single, bro. I haven't been single for this long. I've always been in a relationship. Is that by choice? Uh, being single, yeah. yeah, for sure, bro. And I and I and I and it was because of of uh again when I moved to Houston. But not even I would say before that too. When I when I uh, uh like got out of that relationship. Um, the, I I realized I was kind of just like thinking back of like the, the seven years that I was living in in, in LA, seven, five out of those seven years, I was in a relationship with, you know, uh, I mean, it was different relationships, but I just added them up and it was Bro, five out of the seven? I moved out here to chase a dream to be an entertainer. Yeah, yeah, I invested yeah. five years of my time, bro, for another person. You know what I mean? I'm not regretting it, but I also have to understand. I'm like, damn, what, did that, what would that feel like if I if I was five years for just me? Mm. And so that's kind sounds of like been my thing of like, <laughs> what? You say what? <laughs> that sounds like you're regretting it a little bit. No, no, I don't because I learned a lot. I learned a lot from every single relationship. I know not to live with a chick. Not to cheat. Not to no, cheat. <laughs> For sure. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, you know what I mean? I would not go public with the relationship. Like, go. you know what I mean? Like, I've, I've tried it. I've done it with uh, two relationships. And I'm kind of just like, I'm cool on that. I, you I, got to I, find,
3: I, my thing is like when you, uh, you know, go public with the relationship, right. it really matters who the person is that you go public with, right? Okay. So my girl is not a social media person.
4: Mm, right. Right? Yeah. She,
3: she literally does it and posts whenever she feels like it, if it's fun. Right. Doesn't care about likes, doesn't care about follows, doesn't yeah. care about any of that shit. Yeah. And she's just enjoying it, having fun. Right. If you have somebody that's trying to leech off of your success or wants to be a part of all your shit, yeah. that's where it becomes problematic because now this is a business with us. Yeah. I don't want to make this a business. Word. You know? Yeah. That's where it gets really funky where like uh, <clears throat> certain girls, like, how come you don't post me? It's like, why are you, why are you asking that? Yeah. Because what's going to happen if I don't?
4: Oh, do you want some followers? Do you want followers or do you want to uh so some girls they just wanna they wanna let other girls know that you're taken. You know what I'm saying? Or or it's it's they they also want the, to be like, yo, I'm the one who who he's with. You know what I mean? It's there's a lot of there's a lot I understand why they would wanna be seen, but for me, I'm like, I already I already say so much about my personal life. I wanna have some piece of privacy. Oh, i hundred percent.
3: And there was a big reason why for me, for the longest time, I didn't put Mariel on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And we have a certain way of joking. Like we fuck with each other a lot. Like we roast each other, we argue, we bicker back and forth. Word. All of our, all of our friends know this about us. That's how we used to flirt. Yeah. That's how we were since the day we got together. Nice. People see that. They're like, look at this toxic relationship. I'm like, this is how we fuck with each other. Yeah. Like it's how we fuck. Yeah. <laughs> we don't ever fuck, but we fuck with each other a lot. <laughs> you
1: know,
3: like we we literally do that all the time. Word. And there was this podcast episode where and I was telling her like before she come on the podcast like this is a comedy podcast so let's just joke around and then we we would like do these like little these stupid arguments where we're bickering and this is not these aren't big deals but we're just trying to be entertaining and funny mm-hmm. and people are like look at this toxic relationship look how David doesn't let her do things how he talks over her I'm like okay so this bit's not working <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then you know so I stopped bringing her on
4: yeah. because
3: what was being perceived versus how we actually are and they're like well this is how it is in my, and they would project their personal relationships on ours it's like. This is not… And it's not worth explaining. Yeah. I was like, this is a podcast. Yeah. You're not there with us in our personal lives. There's 99% of stuff about Marilyn people will never, ever know because she's, you know, I'm with her. Right. we have very personal things. You'll never know that stuff. You'll never know how we are behind closed doors. You'll never know, like, our certain level of affection. All that other shit is going to be a mystery to you for the rest of your fucking lives. Yeah. Because it's none of your fucking business.
4: Yeah. And I like
3: it that way. It makes it more special. Right. Right? Yeah, for sure. Like, if I tell personal stories about, like, girls, it's never about sexual stuff or crazy personal shit about Mariel. It's all my previous past relationships. Word. Yeah. Because I, I'm i protecting not only her image, but who she is as a person. Right. You'll never know. You'll, you don't know any of the shit that goes on with me and
4: her. Yeah. When I
3: tell all these, like, weird stories about women, it's never about her. It's always about somebody from the past. Yeah.
4: You know? Yeah, bro. Yeah, I'm I'm <clears throat> I'm just uh I'm just I have really been big on like protecting uh uh I don't know this it's gonna sound cliche it's kinda of the thing it was now, but it's like protecting my energy, protecting, you know, what I mean like Oh, you definitely moved back to LA. Look at you know that shit. what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, bro. I've been I mean, but I was I was learning that back home, man. I, I was learning from my cousin. Shout out to Be Easy, he was uh really being about like, you know, like you don't really realize like how much energy you're putting into somebody else. I mean, literally when you're yeah, having yeah, sex, yeah. like when you, when you, you, when you exchange that, like we are, we're, we're, I mean, I can speak for myself, but I could, you know, you as well. We're, we're, we're very like, uh, we're legendary people, bro. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I put that clip about, put that clip about the, the other podcast we had over here, but like, we really are like some great human beings, bro. And like to just me as a single person to just go out and just like have sex with a shorty, it's like, they get all of that energy of like who I am and all this, uh, what I've, all this work and who I've become. And they just get that, you know? And, and what do I get in return? You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, you got to find I, somebody
3: I, that kind of really helps build you up. Yeah, bro. right. And that's yeah, the bro. the hard part of finding that, that really good partner. And I think that's like what Kev has, you know? Kev has Mrs. Kev on stage. Yeah. And they seem to build, I mean, I don't know them personally like that, but they seem to build each other up. Yeah, like, they build the businesses up. that squad he's a, is dope bro. yeah he's a she's a part of his business the he's on stages yeah they're the on stages yeah. and it's really fucking nice to see that shit yeah right? hell yeah and I think like that's what people should want not so much like his his wealth and his success but just having a partner there that's there for you And I straight say, up yeah it's just nice man
4: man that companionship man it's 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 real I've seen it live I've been on the. I've, I've been uh, fortunate Kev was uh, you know brought me on the road with him a few uh, dates and stuff and I've seen that seen it live you know what I mean and and how they are as a family, how they are as a, a, a business partners, and how they are working. Like, yo, it's it's a, it's definitely inspiring to see, bro. It's, They're a fucking unit, dude. Yeah, it's cool. It's super cool, bro. Dude,
3: if you didn't cheat, you would have that too, all right? You know,
4: Kev tried throwing that at me, and I was like, you cheat on diet. <laughs> you cheat on diet And then every he texted day. you a
3: month later, hey, man, I'm still thinking about it.
4: Yeah, yeah bro. He tried that. Like, he tried using that on me. He was just like, but you cheated on her. And I was like, but you cheat on diet, bro. <laughs> so we're—I don't know. <laughs> I take—I'll think- <laughs> tell you this right now, man. It's like
3: I was like, I gotta just lose this extra twenty pounds. I gotta take the fat jokes away from people on the roast. Once that's gone, you got nothing, motherfucker.
4: Yeah, and besides bro.
3: Asian jokes, so I gotta work a, have a workaround around and that. You shit. you know,
4: I have a—I uh, have a friend. Shout out to Rose, a uh, 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 virtual Rose, virtual reality, uh, in, in Houston, and she was helping out the studio. She was she was the reason I had like three sixty comedy shows, and she's a big fan of you, bro. Oh really? Yeah, she says she misses uh fat David. Oh dog, everybody says that shit. I'm too <laughs> cute now. What's up, bitch? No, no. But uh, but no, she is a big fan of you, bro. I, I I'm glad that it just popped in my head, bro. You know but, what yeah. the
3: funny thing is? Is like I had to 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 really think about the whole fat thing and the funny thing, right? Because I kind of tied my identity to being a big guy so much that it was it was detrimental to
4: me. You got the Jonah Hill effect. Yeah,
3: it really was that yeah. shit, right? It's like. Oh, fat is synonymous with David. And I always assumed uh, with myself, it's like, oh, if you're not fat, you're not going to be funny. And a lot of my stand-up was a lot of fat jokes about myself. Mm -hmm. And you know what? There was a big trigger moment where I was out in the South and I was doing a set and I made, you know, self-deprecating fat jokes about myself. But in the South, I'm skinny. Mm -hmm. These motherfuckers are fat and they didn't get the jokes. I was like, oh, it's like, I've I've used this shit so much as a crutch, I just stopped being funny. Yeah. I just started using this just like I was using these cheap Asian, hacky Asian jokes. Yeah. And now I'm using these hacky fat jokes. Word. Right? And there's yeah. ways to do fat jokes where it's not hacky, but I used it as a crutch. And I'm right. like, okay, these there's like pieces to this puzzle to why I should lose fucking weight. Obviously, the health thing and all this other stuff was another reason too. Yeah. But those were these like little clicking moments where I'm like, oh, this isn't a really good thing to have. Yeah. You know, when people are like, oh, I miss Fat David. It's like, well, you miss Fat David because you relate to that person because you're fat. Oh, shit. You know, so you see greatness in me and you want to feel okay with yourself because I'm fat. So as long as somebody you look up to is fat, you're okay with it. But if I lose weight, you lose this hero. Same thing. That's the shit that happened with Lizzo. All the people who like you, uh, who like fat, or they're fat. Only, my fans are only fat. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. no, no. With a pH, with a pH. Nah. No, that's, but that's really what cool I got a lot of messages like that. They're Brad like, oh, Lizza, you were bro. like our fat king. And I was yeah, like, weird you shit, see? you know? Like, you were our fucking blubber baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> no, but they were just, they would see You're my the, Buddha. Sorry. Sorry. You're my big baby Buddha. I'm mm. like, cool. All right, let's fuck. But <laughs> They, they saw something in me that they saw in themselves and they wanted to be like, oh, this big guy has confidence. I could have confidence too. Word. And you know, when I lost the weight, they kind of lost like this, they didn't feel comfortable being big because I wasn't big anymore. And I'm mm. like, well, that's a deeper problem that you have. Mm. Right? That's something that you have to figure out. Yeah. And a great example of this too. Or maybe
4: maybe just even representing insecurities. So maybe even if they weren't fat, they're rep- You were representing being confident in your mm-hmm. skin. Yeah, right. Being confident in what, what would be an insecurity is being fat.
3: Yeah, and that's a really good point too. Yeah. And I, I was telling this one kid. So I, was I just tried
4: saving all your supporters, bro. You called all your supporters fat, bro. Well,
3: fat is not a bad thing. you <laughs> fat shamer. There you go. <laughs> Cancel them. So, <laughs> Shit. so uh, this is like for the select amount of big people that were DMing me, Where? right? And there was a guy that I saw recently. I went on a hike and he was a bigger dude. Mm. He's a fan of mine. And I looked at him and I already knew his prototype because his prototype was my type. Every, it was like 100 degrees and this was wearing all black. I'm like, I know why you wearing all black because you're so conscious about, you know, the way you look. Yeah, and, you know, when you wear dark clothes, it hides your fatness or whatever, right? And I see that and then I go hike into this waterfall and I take off my shirt and I'm going in there and I come back out. And Loki, what he said was a little offensive, but he was like, "Bro, you got a lot of confidence." I'm like, yeah, "Fuck you! you <laughs> <know>? You're brave. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're brave. <laughs> you're yeah. a you're a you're a national hero." <laughs> Why? Because you took your shirt off. Yeah, hey, yeah. fuck you. Go die. Mm-hmm. And but he was a fan, and I was like, "Yeah, man." I was like, "Go on the waterfall," and he goes, "Nah, man, I can't do all that." And I was like, "Why?" He's like. Guy, hey, man, I, like, I don't want to take off my shirt in public. I was like, Well, what's the problem? Now you're just keeping your shirt on just because you're going to make other people feel uncomfortable because you're ashamed. Ashamed of what? If you're fat, you're fat.
4: Yeah. You know, it ain't, it ain't hiding it. Yeah. That's I was a like, point, That actually.
3: waterfall feels fucking good. And you want to go in there, just fucking go in there. Yeah. Like, the, what are you tripping about? Yeah. Like, you're, you're not going to have this experience in your life. That you really fucking want because you're overweight. Yeah, you know this about yourself, right? Everybody who sees you knows you're overweight. Whether right. you keep that shirt on or not, is. It you are
4: f- gonna go, whoa,
3: this guy's been fat the whole time. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, holy shit, yo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, bro, if anything else, if you go in that waterfall with your shirt on, dog, that's a wet t-shirt contest. So like, what yeah. the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it up. might be better if you just take off your fucking yeah, shirt. Yeah, yeah. And so I was talking to him. Guy takes off his shirt. Ice. goes into that waterfall yeah. I was like how does that feel I was like eh, hey, it feels fucking good man goes, I still feel like people are watching me I was like let them fucking watch you then Whatever. Who the fuck cares? Yeah. Like now you're in that waterfall and now you feel fucking good. Yeah. Now just take that shit and run with it. Like anytime you go to a pool, you go to a fucking lake, you're at a beach, you take off your fucking shirt and go in that water. It doesn't yeah. matter what people fucking think. Yeah. It's just, it's a weird thing and it's like that mental thing that people have. From bro.
4: David Soto, David Goggins real quick, bro. <laughs>
3: Stop being a pussy. Yeah. Stay hard. <laughs> Stay hard. Dick hard. Body hard. Everything <laughs> hard. <laughs> yeah, but like watching him, it reminded me of myself. A lot, yeah. right? Where he's so concerned about this thing, and I asked him too. I was like, "Why are you on this hike?" He goes, "Because I want to lose weight." I was like, "That's great. You want to lose weight? The process is just as important as important as the end goal, right?" It's yeah. like I never lost weight because I
4: hated myself. The like, process is just as important as the end goal. Yeah, I like that.
3: It's all about that shit. I yeah. was like. You not appreciating yourself is not going to change just because you lose the fucking weight. Yeah. That's something that you have to deal with before you lose the weight. Because right. if you don't deal with that shit, you'll gain that weight right the fuck back. Yeah. Because what if you get a breakup? What if you lose your job? Mm, All yeah. this trauma, what are you going to go back to? You're going right. to go back to that fucking same guy that kept his shirt on at that fucking waterfall because you were afraid that people were going to judge you. Right. You didn't fix that shit. Yeah. So when you go do things in life just do it you know it's so weird because i'm lecturing this fool <laughs> in the middle of a hike that i just met where but I, you know i'm basically talking to him like i'm talking to myself seven eight years ago
4: yeah you know but
3: it felt good to watch that kid take off his fucking shirt and go in that fucking that's waterfall. tight
4: bro you know and hell it's like yeah.
3: i hope you know i don't know if he's watching this but he says he listened to the podcast and i'm really glad he did and i hope he's still losing weight and killing it you know hell
4: yeah bro good shit yo that's tight that's tight. Did y'all split a Slim Jim after that? Or <laughs> what? I sucked his dick, actually. Oh, word.
3: <laughs> no. Oh, shit. Stay hard. Stay, stay hard, brother. Stay hard. Well, you've completed your task. <laughs> <The accent. laughs> this is your gift, me lord. <laughs> Hello. Hello.
4: <laughs> oh, shit. I That's want good. to see
3: your thing. <laughs>
4: That's good, bro. Shit, man. Yeah, bro, it's fucking life, man. Yeah. It's, it's just how we're how we're getting down, man. Yeah, so when you
3: walk outside with that fucked up
4: hair of yours, bro, don't
3: even fucking worry about <laughs> it. I'll tell you what, bro. My... I've
4: been getting the most compliments I've ever gotten with my hair, bro, like this, bro. It's pretty cool. Yeah, they appreciate the trans movement that you're a part of and they fucking love. That hey, shit. let me tell you something, bro. I'm in, in transition right now, bro. And it's uh, it's a process. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely a hey, I'm glad
3: you moved back though. This is where you should
4: be yeah bro it feels that it feels that way yeah. it feels it feels like uh i i i should be here and, and uh, i'm glad i'm glad it does i'm yeah. glad that it doesn't feel uncomfortable like was well, this the right move and it's like I got, I got a dope support system, bro. Like when you found out I was here, you hit me like right away, bro. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? And you've been trying to kick it with me and I haven't, I've been flaky because I haven't had a car out here. My Ubers, the Ubers are fucking crazy, bro. And you oh, live way that, the fuck oh, out I here. Oh, I completely
3: understood. When you yeah. told me you didn't have a car, I was like, hey, just stay at home. Yeah. These Ubers are pricey. Dude. Oh, it's insane, bro. I've been driving my car to the airport and just parking it there
4: because it's cheaper than the fucking Uber, dude. It's crazy, bro. And you know, they have this feature now with like, if you can't uh, pay the Uber... The Uber, because I'm such a, a reliable uh, uh, customer, it's on them, right? And I was like, oh, damn, that's cool, right? Oh, really? And then, and then I ran it again. And it said, "Can't uh, you're, uh, the payment didn't go through. But since you're such a reliable customer, it's on us. And I'm like, where is this going? Yeah. <laughs> because I'm going to keep doing this. Until it know? stops. Yeah, bro. And then eventually, they, they, uh, well, they, they hit me with the okie doke they said, um, you have some, uh, rides that you haven't completed. And they, it sends me to the, the list of the ones that they were on them. Yeah. It's basically saying like, wait, we got it right now, but you got to obviously, right. It's like, they, you got to pay it, uh, later. So like, yeah, I, I went through all that whole little system. My first like couple weeks out here. That's what's so crazy about that, bro. And I, and, and I, I don't want to like, I mean, I don't know, it's been a little minute, but i I want to share this, man. Like People, people, uh, it's all a lot of it's perception, right? And we say this on, uh, like, uh, uh, on Instagram where they say like a lot of people are fake flexing, or a lot of people, everybody, it's it's all fake. I know. Yeah, you you know, and and you know what? There, there are people who are fake flexing, right? And then there's people who um, they they only post when there's positive stuff, when it's happy stuff, when when or their accomplishments and all these things, and and not necessarily happy at home, and and that's another story too. And, like, well, for me, bro, my example is that, like, I performed at the Laugh Factory. Nobody knows that I'm, I was negative $800. Yeah. I'm negative, bro. But I'm on stage, and, I'm, and I got my voice. I got this confidence. I'm walking as if I have a million dollars in my account. My account doesn't represent me. You understand? And so, like, I'm posting all these things, and I have this feeling of, like, you know, I... I feel like I treat my Instagram when I think a lot of people do, they treat it like it's it's your house. You hang up nice art pieces. You don't hang up your fucking negative account, your eviction mm-hmm. letter. You don't hang up those. You hang up the things that you're most proud of or your family photos and all these things. That's how I consider it. And so, you know, I don't really stress too much about what other people are trying to perceive. Like they they want us to be like, you know, uh you know, is it fake or is it not, bro? Like, bro, like, my 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 uh, I want I want to say this to inspire those who are are maybe they're struggling financially and all these things. It's like the money's always gonna come, always gonna come. Just as long as you just keep moving forward and you keep that forward motion, you don't just sit around just like moping and kind of like feeling depressed and all these things. Like yo, give yourself an hour to feel that, and then and then get up, you know, and do something. You know what I mean? Because. You know, I got I got an editing gig. You know, what I'm saying I got this, I got this, and then like money started rolling in. And okay, cool, I'm I'm back. But yo, like for a minute, bro, had no money That's because I I, I kind of told on myself with the whole Uber thing when I said the car declined. Yeah, yeah, my my cars were declining, bro, and I'm still out here. You know what I mean? It, because it was like. You know, if 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 you're not if you're new to this, or a lot of people didn't make the move to go to LA because they know it's expensive, especially right now the way gas prices are and all this stuff, bro. It's like, oh my god,
3: don't even don't. got a forerunner like an idiot,
4: bro. And you know, and and the thing is, is it's like you, you, it's literally you 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 can make whatever you want to make of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, if, you, mm-hmm. if you if you if you want to make it out here, you can. You can absolutely make it out here legally, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't have to do no wild shit. You could just you just have to be efficient. You just have to keep going. You're going to be negative. You know what I mean? Like I've been negative so many times. I got evicted twice the 7 years I lived out here. I've got evicted, yo. I've been back on the couch. You know what I'm saying? I'm staying on my cousin's couch right now. You know what I mean, but I'm not. That doesn't. It doesn't scare me. It doesn't make me less of a man. It doesn't make me feel like oh, you so you just out here faking on the gram. No, I'm not. I'm doing what I'd love to do. Like,
3: it doesn't make me a loser. It doesn't make it doesn't me an make idiot. me a loser. It doesn't. Mom? Make, it doesn't make me a fucking failure. It yeah. doesn't make me. It does not. <laughs>
4: Yeah, like, yeah. hey, bro, <laughs> <Getting uncomfortable." laughs> like, You know, just because I lost my studio, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Uber's pitying me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. But, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying that, man, because, like, you know, uh, it, it doesn't, it, don't let it stop who you are, yo, you know what I mean? Like, have you have still rock the, the the confidence that you have and still be the person who you are and, you know, do, like, honestly, man, I do what it makes me happy and the money comes. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, Issa didn't have to hit me up. You know, she didn't have to. All I was doing was doing what like I was staying in my lane and uh, I was in Houston. I didn't want to sit around doing nothing, just gaining weight and being with my fam. I wanted to create something. I wanted to be on stage. I wanted to keep that same urgency that I've always had in L.A., that same drive. And I just made a path, yo. you know, and, and people saw. People were noticing. Issa looked out. So it's like all I did was do what I love to do and make people laugh. And that's still what I'm doing. The usher thing, the usher, the Dominican usher went fucking viral, bro. And usher retweeted it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, okay, cool, but does that make me rich? Does That make me no, nah, but like, cool. I'm, I'm all I'm doing is just, just building this, this momentum. Yeah, yo. and I'm
3: telling you, man, like, people definitely like to flex a lot because they feel like that's the thing to do. Yeah. Uh and I've been to a lot of these events where I've seen these people who are influencers, and some of them are doing really, really well, and some of them are faking it. And I've, you know. You know They show me their shit. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Like, all right. Like, what what does this mean to me? You know? Like, oh, yeah. You know, we should do works or video together. It's like, I'm not here for anything. I'm here to watch a fucking movie. Where you guys do your own thing. Yeah. You know, I see some of these guys and some of these young kids are super fucking cool. But I have met a handful of them who definitely flex really hard like they're living it up. But then I see them at the event. I see what they roll up in. It's like, oh, only one of you have a car and there's six of you riding in this shit. And you guys live in an apartment. And then you're broke. You guys flex like you have a lot of money, though.
4: Yeah. You know? You sure as hell
3: buy a lot of stupid shit when you're broke as fuck. Nah. What the fuck are you
4: doing? Right, right. And they're like,
3: oh, that money will come. It's like, no, it might. It might. But you're on a platform like TikTok that doesn't make money. Yeah. So what you doing? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But they, they make these kids believe that they're living the best life. And I literally see them fucking split a grilled cheese sandwich. It's like, bro, you are broke.
4: And yeah. that's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, that's it's the thing. Okay. It's okay to be broke, and it's also like it, it makes for even better content. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Talk about that. You know what I mean? Make that 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 content. You Bro, know, I
3: made the best content when I was just down and out. Yeah, because I had this chip on my shoulder. Like, yeah, you know, me and Tim talk about this a lot. It's like, dude, when we were broke, we would have done anything we could to stay as creative as possible. Yeah, and a lot of the times our issue is complacency,
4: like we lost our drive and our hunger. Yeah. Lost of drive because your Tesla's doing all the driving. <laughs> hey, I got a
1: Forerunner now, like, like a fucking idiot, right? I was like, oh,
4: I'm done with this
3: Tesla. I'm gonna get this Forerunner. Yeah. It turns out gas costs like 700 a month. I should have kept the Tesla. I'm Man. a fucking idiot. Yeah. But now I'm just like now, even for me, I had that phase too when I was making, a, you know, a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't reinvesting it at all. I was just buying whatever the fuck I wanted. Got the Tesla, got the kicks, got everything. Yeah. And then I was just like, this shit's useless. (laughs) Like, I I do understand why, like, and like different strokes for different folks, right? And when I say people who are materialistic, I'm not saying that as a knock. I'm saying if that's you, that's you. Like, buying nice, dope shit makes you happy then, hey, that's you. Yeah. But that wasn't it for me. And I Word. thought it was. Yeah, And I once I got rid of that shit, I'm like, okay, let me refocus in the things that I love. Like, you know, developing this brand, Secret Society. Like, it's contemporary fashion basics. I'm trying to create something in a space where it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Right? High fashion basics that isn't going to cost you fucking $300 for a hoodie. Mm-hmm. It'll be their quality and even better at a fraction of the price. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to do. It's not, it's not fast fashion. It's not going to be $30, $40 hoodies, yeah. right? For yeah. sure. And when people receive the products, they understand that. Right. But I've been trying that because it's a passion. Doing the matcha shit is a fucking passion. Yeah. It doesn't have anything to do with entertainment, any of that stuff. But it's something that I want to complete because it's what I want. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think that was hard for me too. Cause I was like, oh, I'm supposed to be a comic. I'm supposed to be an entertainer. What am I doing this matcha business for? Right. But I rerouted my thoughts and I was like, no, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. If I want it, I should take it. Yeah. And now I'm letting other people fucking yap in my ear about what I should do. It's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to do what I want to do. Right, up. right. And then pursue it a hundred percent and see what happens with it. Yeah. And if it becomes creator space, use, then that's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> and then I hope you have another space on your couch for me oh. <laughs> we go split the cushions in half and hey we'll bro see-
4: man I listen bro I listen I, my thing is like I just I, it, it's on pause you know that's how, yeah. I, that's how I put it that's on pause man until you know I, I handle business out here and and then I go back out there and go bigger and better you know what I mean
3: maybe me get in a place where there's not homeless people jacking each other
4: off well that too and uh, yeah yeah cause, uh, cause yeah there was a lot going on bro there was a lot going on the but, hotel next door to me it was like <laughs>
3: But the good thing is, is, like, you get to refocus. But I really do feel it was a good thing just from watching your new stand-up. It's different. It's mm. all different. Yeah. The vibes are different. The, the delivery is different. Everything is fucking different. Like, you look like a different person on stage. I was like, oh, shit. You're a lot better than I remembered. My right? man. Yeah. You know, Which was a that. little odd. And then I went back to some of your old clips. Like, oh, you did get a lot better. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, shit. This feels really, really comfortable. And that's, like, the stage that I think everybody wants to get to.
4: Right yeah man i appreciate that bro i just putting putting the work in bro for real that's just, just
3: fucking nuts i'm a little jealous dude i'm a little envious like hey bro shit. but
4: you but you're already having the question of getting back on stage bro and when you do i want to i want to pull up but like man, nah, watch in a way, me bomb no nah, bro no, show- like, <laughs> no, to, to just work i when, was like hey write notes yeah <laughs> yeah to work bro because because uh, then we can help each other out you know what i mean like when i'm on stage you could have tags with me or whatever bro but That'd be hella cool to be in that process with I got you. I know notes for you. I think you're doing great. Like it's it's hard. Like, I'm not that, I don't scrutinize stand-up like that
3: that much. Like mm-hmm. I always say different strokes for different folks, right? Yeah, I'm
4: just saying tags. Yeah. Like, yeah if yeah. there's an idea that
3: maybe oh, you could ask this. This a little different. Yeah. But you say what? But, <laughs> <laughs> <I> said, <unless laughs> your Brendan Shop. <laughs> yeah, bro. He could kill me. I'm kidding. <laughs> He's, have you ever met him? Who? Brendan Shop? No. Dog, his hand is literally like the size of this fucking cushion.
4: Oh, word. Like, I
3: shook his hand. I was like, you got a baseball mitt on, bro? Like, <laughs> what
4: the word. fuck is it? Because yeah. he was a
3: former top 10 UFC heavyweight. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's fucking huge. So a lot of people may talk a lot of shit about him. You would never say that to his face. He could kill you. Yeah. If you, if he wanted to, he could literally smash your fucking face in, dude.
4: Yeah. Okay. Well... Oh, uh, go check out his latest special, yeah. uh, Gringo, Gringo, Poppy. Gringo Poppy, baby. <laughs> go check it out,
3: please. <laughs> well, guys, that wraps up this episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. Pursue your dreams, grow out that fro, and just be happy. Gold Later, jewelry rock. everywhere. Always wear sunglasses indoors, even though you can't see shit.
4: Hey, man, that's what people say that they were in the club. They're like, can you see him? I can't see shit, but I look cool doing it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs>
3: All good. But you, know, you just fucking made out with a man for six hours. It's hey, like, yeah, tell yes, what, I did. I had great breath. <laughs> <laughs> if I can't see, it's all good, baby. Let's <laughs> yeah. go.
4: You, where, where can they follow you? Oh, yeah. Y'all can follow me on all platforms at Christino Sosa, C-R-I-S-T-I-N-O Sosa. And I got my YouTube channel up and running. And uh, you guys can find me on YouTube.com slash Chris Sosa, C-R-I-S-S-O-S-A. And I also have a Patreon. You can find that link in my bio. I have a link tree. So check me out.
3: Hit them up and we'll see you guys next time. Genius Brand every Sunday at 12 p.m. Let's
4: go. Love y'all.
2: You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations.
0: Get started at Angie.com. That's A N G I. Or download the app today. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why.
2: I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech
0: thing.